back to Detroit Strange. We're so happy you're here. Yes. Yeah. That's Jess this, over there. Yeah. And that's Alex over there. And we lost an hour yesterday. <laughs> we sure did. Fuck daylight savings time. Yeah. I was like, I mean, I know cell phones obviously automatically update, but I was like, ooh, we should have reminded each other. <laughs> no, I like thought about that too last night. And I'm like, if she's like me and I think she is, she doesn't use a real clock for anything no. pertinent. It's all the cell phone. No, I do actually have an alarm clock now. Uh, I was gifted like one of those ones with the light on it. So it wakes me up by light in the morning. Okay. So I do have to update that. But I also set my cell phone because I don't trust myself. So, yeah, I haven't used a real alarm clock probably since freshman year of college. Yeah, I don't know when the last time I used a regular one, but I will say this light is kind of cool because. Oh, for sure. The light turns on like 20 minutes before your alarm. Well, you can set how long you can make it like 10, 20 or 30 or something like that. Yeah. But it gradually brightens. So it is kind of like waking up to sunlight. Uh huh. And like it's a it's kind of trippy because (laughs) I'll wake up like literally a minute before the alarm actually goes off if most times most times if I'm facing it even if I'm not facing it it's like bright enough to kind of like saturate the space yeah yeah it's kind of refreshing the only bad thing is it comes with like I don't there's 10 sounds and at first I was like oh birds that sounds great (laughs) it's not great Because it's like fake bird. (laughs) Yeah. And it's too much. It is absolutely too much. And I I can't. I can't anymore. I was like, no more birds. Yeah. They're like demon birds to my ears now. Yeah. um, Birds are not a relaxing sound all the time. No. Especially demon birds. Yeah. Particularly. Do not recommend. Mm -mm, No. But the light I like. Mm -hmm. Yes. Light therapy. Yes. See, I feel like like once I got to college, my schedule became too volatile to like have like because I feel like with like the plug and the I mean maybe they got they probably gotten a lot better, but like I feel like for mine it was like it you had one option. It would go off on weekdays at one time, and I like I only had to wake up at eight a.m. like Monday, Wednesday, yeah. Friday, and so it was just more work. My phone I could just program. Yeah, wake well, me up yeah. this time and this day. I was gonna say you just had to redo it, but you had to press the right button while pressing the other right button to reset the time. Yeah, yeah. No, I I I remember those. Were you just quick question? Were you an early class person or a late class person? Like you know how sometimes you had a little bit of yeah. choice. Um, I was kind of all over the place. I feel like. I was just going to say like the programs based on what program I was enrolled at the time. Cause like when I first started in biomedical science, I feel like a lot of the classes were early. Okay. So no choice really. Like it just, no, that, that was a big enough major that like there was some choice, but I just was never the early enough pick, you know? Cause yeah. like the lottery to just enroll in classes. Mm-hmm. To remember my first semester freshman year, I had an 8am and it sucked. Um, but then Mm -hmm. I also remember my last semester I had an 80, like an 830 and Mm -hmm. that also sucked, but it was (laughs) less sucky because there was like a convenience store coffee shop, like right next to the class. Mm -hmm. I could just get like a cup of coffee for like a dollar. Oh, that's pretty nice. Yeah. It was also like a botany class, which was like for, I think so I could get my biology minor. So it wasn't like a super critical Mm -hmm. class for my life so like yeah. i just would show up at 8 30 with my cup of coffee and just kind of pay attention that's fair that's fair yeah yeah i was like i always chose early classes because i always just wanted to get everything done yeah and i don't know that i'm that same person today i might be i don't know i probably would be but i remember a lot of people were like why See, I feel, right i think i've done the opposite actually because i did not like early classes Occasionally I would do like six to nines, which always sucked too. Cause then you're like, mm-hmm. you're in class from six to nine. I had, I had to, cause uh, I was in art school. Yeah. And sometimes there were, yeah. Like there was like, only one session or, you know, whatever. Yeah. And I did, I, I did not like the night classes though. I avoided them if I could. Like for some reason, I feel like it was like the labs were always like three hours a block. So it was like, mm-hmm. 
I'm either in the lab at 8 a.m. or I'm in the lab at 6 p.m. And both mm-hmm. of them suck, but at least I'm more awake at 6 p.m. Uh, art school is the same. All your classes are three hours, like except for your gen eds and stuff. Uh, any painting, drawing, photography, like any of those classes, always three hours. And it was twice a week. And I remember being like, wait, my friends go to class for like three hours a week for the same amount of credits that I'm going to class for six hours a week. Yeah. Huh. But I mean, it makes sense, too, because you actually like kind of did your homework sort of in class sometimes. Yeah, you so. like because I feel like part of the time in art class was like to actually hit work on stuff. Yeah, so yeah. I had a lot of friends that were art majors, but like with those with our three hour classes, it was usually like you had lecture three times a week and then one three hour lab. So I had like three hour long classes and then a three hour lab mm-hmm. yeah. every week. Yeah, so same amount of time. Oh, and some yeah. of those labs like were so particular. You had to make like a twenty page report after each one to like document your findings. There's a reason I was not a science major of any kind. Yeah. A uh, lot of just like work. Honestly, one of the reasons that I, not the only reason, but one of the reasons I chose my major was like, where do I not have to take math? Uh, that's fair. I mean, uh, playing to your strengths uh, and avoiding your weaknesses. I The weird thing is though in high school, like, I always got really good math uh, grades. I just Uh didn't like it. (laughs) Like I was like, this is fine. I'll do it because I have to, but I don't want to. I don't want to use my brain like that. That's just not an enjoyable thing for me. It's not pleasurable in any way. It's a means to an end at this point, but can we not? Math is with math. I feel we were talking about this the other night because like I feel like every once in a while me and TJ just get we do like what I call drunk TED talks. Nice. We're like one of us just has to like he's an engineer. So it's a lot of math and like physics kind of science Mm -hmm. as where I was like computer science and life science. So it's like biology, chemistry. But like math is kind of our overlap. Yeah. Interesting. He was trying to solve an integral on the chalkboard this weekend, but you don't want to under the influence to get there. But I was like, I'm glad we tried. I'm glad we looked at this math problem together and shouted about it for a bit. I'm glad for you. Yeah. But <laughs> ma- we were talking that math is fun when you get it, but awful when you don't. Cause you feel like a fucking wizard when you're just sitting there like, and then this reduces to this and this and this. And the answer is just four. like, you know? Yeah, I guess that's fair. I just, I don't know. I find no enjoyment. See, I'm that weirdo that does math in the car to pass the time. Like when I'm on a car trip, I'm I like, I don't know what that means. Basically, I'll be like, OK, the GPS says I have 52 miles to go. I'm going 70 miles per hour. If like I keep going at this speed, it will take me this many minutes to the next instruction on the GPS. Are you a masochist? Like what? I don't know. Why? It just keeps me entertained because I'm like, okay, if I'm going 75 miles per hour, that's like, I think it's like I'm going, that simplifies down to. Oh, please don't. <laughs> I'm going five no. miles every four minutes. And then I okay, just calculate no. out how many miles I have left to go and then find the time. <laughs> we have Google Maps now, you know. They're on the phone. Oh, I'm in conjunction with Google Maps. I'm like, how much longer is it going to take me to get to my destination if I'm speeding? Because Google won't tell you that. I guess that's true. But wow. Wow. No. Uh, I think about all the things I'm anxious about while I'm driving. (laughs) Fair. I pass my time. I feel like like anxiety. (laughs) There you are, my friend. (laughs) Like for me, it's either that like math or I'm listening to the same song on repeat like a sociopath for an hour like there's no in between really? you don't podcast in the car I always listen to oh, podcasts no, in the I, car I've started to more recently I, just, okay. I, don't, I don't go on like long car trips as much mm-hmm. these days I don't either but you know what I still tend to unless it's like one of those days where the sun is out and I need to put the, the moon roof open and you know music, play music yep. Um, I still do listen to just even if it's a 10 minutes or whatever of a podcast. In fact, like car podcast listening is probably my favorite, but I mean, I listen to my home and stuff all the time too now, especially, but 
Lately for me, it's been either in the car or in the basement when I'm working on something. Like I'll probably listen to some today because I have to paint today. Yeah, I'm so yeah. excited. I'm to painting now. And so basically just like I have to paint. I have to put the trim on. I have to put the floor in and then I'm fucking done. Lovely. Yeah. Congratulations. That's yeah. fantastic. I can't wait to have all of my house back because yeah. right now it's basically just been the living room and kitchen. That's all I have. Yeah. Well, and there's a, that whole thing, too, about like the state of your house kind of like reflects on you mentally. And like, yeah. I, I believe it's true because when I clean my house, I do feel like way better than when it's like yeah. in disarray and not I'm not like fastidious by any stretch of the imagination. Right. But I do feel a vast difference. And like when it's chaotic and there is like even just little piles and things like that, like, yeah, I feel it. It's very. Oh, yeah. Connected and. You know, it's like one of those things like I had heard people say, but I didn't think yeah. about until I started experiencing it. I was like, oh, man, that's true. That yeah. is so true. So it makes sense that you're feeling like a little. I've off-y. had a fucking mini fridge in my kitchen. Just mm-hmm. move it. I put it on a towel so I could just slide it around where I need it to not be basically since January. That's my kitchen life because our kitchen is weird. Uh, we have yeah. stuff on a cart that we have to like move around to use to plug yeah. in. Yeah. Cause that's uh, smart though. <laughs> that's an actual functional thing you have to move. Mine's just like, oh god, it's in the mm-hmm. fucking way again. Yeah, it's an old laundry cart. Actually, it's a very Ooh. strange situation. Yeah, it's an old laundry cart. Uh, I had my father cut a piece of wood to fit on like the top of it uh-huh. to give us like a counter in our kitchen, essentially, because we don't have counters in our kitchen barely. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, every time <laughs> we were cooking last night, Lisa and I. Uh, the roommate and yes, friend of the show, Lisa. Yes, we were both in there. We ended up making fancy ramen, which was fantastic. We were so proud of ourselves when we were done. Uh, and since we were both in there, it was like a lot of like shuffling and shifting and moving stuff about. And I was like, is this what it's like to live in New York? <laughs> Probably. Yeah. Yeah. But we yeah. had a good dinner in the end. It was worth That's it. That's all that matters. Yeah. We were both very proud of ourselves. We took, you know, one of those little ramen packets and made it beautiful instead yes. of ordering out. Uh, I didn't. I ordered out last night and the night before. But like I my like new favorite thing for ordering out is getting like a Middle Eastern or Mediterranean. Ooh, yeah. And having it for days. Well, yeah. Because like we I've been getting like the platter for two. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Depending on how many people I have. So you just get like a little bit of everything. The Metza platter. Yeah. Are Just you like, getting it from Amy? Uh, no. Anita's? No, I'm getting oh, okay. it from Lamasa or Lamara. Okay. But it's literally just like a little bit of everything, a bunch of hummus and mm-hmm. like, yeah, their pita bread is like real thick. It's like an inch, like they're like little, like almost like silver dollar pancake size, but like oh, an the inch poofy thick. Ones? The, yeah. the poofy one? I love the yeah. poofy pita breads. Oh yeah. yeah. There's a bunch of places in Hamtramck that have the poofy ones and I, th- that's my favorite kind for sure. Actually, yeah. I bought pita bread yesterday, but it wasn't the poofy kind. It was the regular kind because I went to Eastern Market. Oh, nice. Yeah, I got some like red bell pepper hummus and pita bread and I'm Yum. very excited to eat it later. That yeah. does sound good. Yeah, uh, it was lovely to go to the market too. Yeah. Yeah, it's starting to get nice out where you can yeah. go to the market. I've had I had three bonfires this week. Oh, wow. Most of that, like the last two were kind of terrible. Cause like, I'm like, let's have a bonfire. That'll be fun. Then it was like super windy and just blowing the smoke in our eyes the whole time. Like this fucking sucks. I'm putting you out. (laughs) It was really windy this weekend. Yeah. Yeah. I I was outside a little bit, but I was mostly inside. I've been, I've been trying to read more. Um, Good for you. Yeah. And I don't know, just working on stuff, I guess. I don't even know what I've done in the past 48 hours other than cook that ramen and (laughs) That's about it. That's an accomplishment in and of itself. Yeah. Yeah. I did actually. I made another sunny beverage today, though, in honor of the sun. Tell me more. Tell me more. I made it up. So it's got some. I love the cup it's in. Twists and turns. Yes. I have it in a pineapple adult sippy cup, essentially. Yes. And it is tequila, Cointreau, pineapple juice, a little bit of. Um, like an almond milk non-dairy creamer 
Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. To make it kind of, kind of creamsicle. And then I did top it off with a little bit of mango seltzer, which I wasn't sure if that would mix with the creamer, but it's fine. There's no weird coagulations or anything. I think because it was non-dairy. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's kind of like a pineapple dreamsicle margarita <laughs> thing. That sounds delicious. Mm-hmm. And uh, I put pineapple instead of ice in the bottom to keep it cool, like frozen pineapple. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. That sounds felt <laughs> really inspired. good. Yes. Yeah. I'm just having a coffee today. Okay. I have one of those too. Nice. I love a good coffee. It's a good morning for it. So I'll drink some of mine too. Cheers. Cheers. But I have a question for you. Yes. How this is my f- real hair. Oh, good. Good. By the way, for, for those of you listening, Alex and I showed, showed up coordinating today. He is in we did. a red cap and I have some red lipstick on and it's, it, it, we love it. <laughs> yes. It was very much the vibe today. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but would you like to hear a story? I would love to hear a story. Oh, good. I was hoping you would say that. So we are actually going to go on a little bit of a road trip. Choo choo road trip. Mm-hmm. It's funny you said choo choo. choo. It's actually it's really funny. A little okay. in- intuitive of you. Okay. And we'll get to why in a second. But have you heard of Forest Hill Cemetery in Everett, Michigan? It's not like the name sounds familiar, but it also like maybe I've just heard the words Forest Hill and Cemetery. There is actually a Forest Hill in uh, Ann Arbor, too, I believe. Maybe that's is that the one like kind of downtown, like by the dorms? No idea. I have no idea. I just know there's one in Ann Arbor. Oh, okay. Because I got lost in the one in Ann Arbor once. Okay, that maybe. cemetery. It might be. I just when I looked it up, Ann Arbor came up too. So okay, yeah, yeah. But no, we're going to one in Everett, Michigan, which is about three hour, just shy of three hours away. Okay, uh, it's actually by Claire, Michigan. Which okay. you and I have been to together when we went to Cops and Donuts with Patty yes, and Jess. I was going to say, I think that Airbnb we went to was mm-hmm. uh, actually in Everett, Michigan. Yep. Yep. Uh, oh, in a, oh, you're right. It was. Yeah. Okay. So we've also been to Everett, Michigan. I forgot yeah. what, what city that was in. But yeah, so it's it's that area. So it's kind of yeah. like mid-state, a little northwest of Detroit. Yeah. So why are we going there? I'm going to tell you. Is it to go back to Cops and Donuts? <laughs> Always. Yes. I have been once, actually, since. We oh, nice. I mean, I mean if delicious. you're driving by Claire, Michigan. Stop I for a donut. I almost feel like you have to stop. Yeah, they're great. They're donuts. huge donuts, too. They like are. The size they of are. your face donuts. Mm-hmm. And I'm not even like a big donut fan. Like, it has to be a really good donut for me to, like, get excited. Yeah. They're good. They're good. Like, I'm definitely, if I'm going to have a round breakfast food i feel like i'm gonna lean more towards a bagel than a donut most of the oh, time for sure yeah 100 percent of the time yeah, yeah. it depends because i do love mm-hmm. a donut it just has to be like a donut's gonna top the quality of a bagel with cream cheese yeah if there's no cream cheese i probably i might reach for the donut though you know it matters if the bagel's looking dry and the donut's not oh yeah that that would be like the clincher for me but also i tend to like savory over sweet in the morning. Yeah. A donut for me, it's like, it's a treat. It's a like midday treat or something like yeah. that. Or like, I at least have to be drinking coffee if it's earlier. Yeah. I cannot. Without. Yeah, exactly. Something less sweet. Yeah. But yeah, but they're good there. They have a ton. There's a million of them. They're awesome. Yeah. Uh, but we're actually going to go back to the 1800s. So this is okay. far before Cops and Donuts was there. I believe I did not look up their history, but I'm pretty sure they weren't there in the 1800s. It was sheriffs and donuts back then. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, we we're going to actually start in 1859 with the construction for the Flint and Pere Marquette Railroad. Okay. So that's why it's funny that you said choo-choo. Choo-choo. Yeah. Uh, this railroad would actually only operate between 1857 and 1899. It seems short for a railroad. It does. That's why I included it. Because yeah, I think, though, it's because it was, um, I didn't write this down, but it was taken over by another railroad system or company. Yeah. And some stuff happened there. So it might have still been operating under a different yeah. name. But the actual Par- or Flint Pear Marquette yeah. was done. 
Yeah. Uh, so construction started in Saginaw, but would obviously keep moving along as construction does when they're yeah. building it. And it would make its way to Everett. And the railroad road workers would actually set up like their camps in the areas that they were working. And in this particular phase, it was an effort. So sometime in the late 1800s, an economic recession actually hit and work would be delayed kind of like on and off. But workers stayed in their base camps waiting for it to resume or found like kind of like odd jobs. So they were still working, like cleaning the rail and stuff like that. And these men were making very small wages for very hard work, obviously. And most of the ones in the Ever area were Italian immigrants, which will come Mm -hmm. into play a little bit. They made use of the growing village nearby, though, and often frequented none other than the local watering holes or houses of ill repute, as it was stated, Mm -hmm. which I'm like, it didn't go into detail. So I'm like, okay, okay, sure. Ill repute. Yeah. Just... I I don't like that phrasing at all. Yeah. So the villagers, though, they weren't too into these men coming into their town and getting drunk and all that stuff all the time. And yeah. they tried to control the railroad workers, uh, less than savory activities, as yeah. it were. But because the recession, too, they had more time. So they were around. Yeah. And there was actually an editorial comment made in the Everett Review, which was the local newspaper in the early 1870s that said, quote, We hope the town fathers and marshals will retire to the residence of Miss Clarice Bow, late of Chicago and now of Hemlock Street in this village to encourage her to stop the nefarious activities she's taking part in at great profit to herself, but at great loss to the soul of this village. Oh, yeah. So they were not a fan. Yeah. But also in these times, making some money was better than none because, again, recession. Yeah. So, you know, this didn't really stop the workers either. Like I said, they were kind of working on and off a little bit from what it seemed. There wasn't a lot of clarity on that, but they were still there and getting paid. Yeah. And they would actually have to take a really long trip by foot back to their camp, stopping Uh in town on the way. I didn't write this part down either, but they did have some sort of... um, cars or something to deliver them to the work site every morning from their base camp, but not yeah. necessarily on the way home, I think, because they were stopping. Yeah. Yeah. So their camp was their camp sat where a cemetery now sits, to be more specific, Forest Hills Cemetery. Okay. So early reports show that one of the main taverns, which was one of their favorites, is actually located at now what is Everett's Township Hall, which is just okay. kind of fun. Yeah. And this tavern was actually special because they were honestly very smart and they decided to cater to the Italian immigrants by making a copy of an Italian drink called grappa. Have you heard of grappa before? Oh, yeah. Okay. I've had grappa. Oh, really? I've never had it. Did you like it? Yeah. Um, it's fine. I mean, it's in like a, it's something you eat. I think I can't remember if it's like before or after a meal. It's like an aperitif. Mm-hmm. It's, it's like an aperitif, I think. Yeah. Or digestive. I don't know. It's one of the ones that like, you drink yeah. right before, right after, but it like doesn't taste great, but it does like aid in digestion. So it's kind of like mm-hmm. it doesn't t- like I'm not drinking this to the taste. I'm drinking this because it's like traditional and after a meal kind of thing. OK. You know? OK. Well, just for anybody who doesn't know, it is a pretty um, it's decently high proof and it's actually yeah. made from a uh, grape based pumice brandy which Mm -hmm. pumice i looked over is actually the leftover parts after making wine so it's all the leftover mush is then yeah used to distilled essentially to make it so it's potent so it makes sense that that's how you'd feel about it but this particular tavern they achieved the mock version of the original by distilling a mixture of cheap detroit gin with wild grapes and leaves from the local area and i wrote and this shit was potent yeah that's the main key of grappa is it just it's strong. Yeah. Yeah. And this was like their main thing they were drinking, too. So like, I mean, from the sounds of it. So like you said, it's not really meant for that kind of consumption, but that's how it was being consumed. Right. So the men obviously needed to eat, though, too. And they actually employed their own cook back at camp. This man's name was Guido Bandura, and he knew how to cook the food that they liked. I'm assuming he was probably an Italian man, too. I mean, with the name Guido. I was say, based on his name. And the village folk also didn't love this because it meant less income for 
them because, you know, potentially they could cook food and sell it to the men, but the men didn't need that. So the men also had more money for other activities. Guido, though, was not just any cook. He also worried about the safety of the men. And nightly he would light lamps. He would take old tin cans and fill them with sand. And then he would saturate them with kerosene or fuel oil Uh and place a torn piece of burlap in it for a wick. And they would burn all night to light their way home. Oh, my God. Yeah, he would do this daily. And it wasn't a short walk, but it became part of, you know, just the routine. Yeah. And part of the reason he might have cared so much is one of the workers was actually his son, Marco. Okay. Marco was a skimmer, S-C-I-M-M-E-R. And basically that meant he kept the scrub brush trimmed away from the tracks. Uh, Okay. Basically during the recession when there wasn't as much work going on and it was a way to keep employed. Yeah. So one night while returning from work, Marco came along two of his fellow workers who had been drinking very heavily and they were getting into a heated argument on a bridge over the Muskegon River. Uh Uh-huh. Both had knives. Good. Both were threatening one another. Awesome. And Marco tried to calm him down. So Marco was not involved. He just like saw these two dudes with a knife. Yes, correct. Okay. Yeah. Uh, as the story or history tells it. Yes. And one of the men bumped into Marco and caught Marco off guard. He lost his footing, stumbled against the makeshift railing on of the bridge. Because again, 1800s, yeah. lost his balance, fell into the river. He was seen flipping over the side railing and fell head first. Ooh, not a good way to fall. Witnesses never saw him show signs of trying to reach the bank. And another witness ran all the way back to camp to raise the alarms. Found the alarm. Mm -hmm. So when Guido heard of this, you know, it's his son. He rushed back to the bridge and dove in after. Oh, shit. Never to be seen from again. Okay. (sighs) Reach or throw. Don't go. It's the number one rule of water safety. It gets worse. Oh, no. Did the mother jump in after them? No, like, I don't know where the mother was actually at all. I don't think she was people like I have to go find them. Jump. <laughs> uh, it was later reported that Guido never knew how to swim and had a fear of even crossing small creeks. Guido, uh, you yeah. don't reach or throw. Don't go. <laughs> Listeners, say it with me. Reach <laughs> or throw. Don't go. Yeah. But at daylight, Marco's body was discovered twisted amongst some branches of a fallen tree near the South Main Street Bridge that crosses the Muskegon. Oh. Villagers and workers managed to bring the body to shore, and he was buried in a quickly dug grave near what is now the section of South Oak Street and 11th Street. Okay. A priest out of Grand Rapids later came and performed a graveside ceremony, but it's unknown if his body stayed in the makeshift grave or was moved to a proper cemetery. Okay. Unfortunately, though, Guido was never recovered. Hmm. News of his disappearance into the river spread at least 11 miles away, but I think farther. Basically, there was also a bunch of like lumber camps in the area, too. And in Hersey, which is 11 miles away, a group of loggers attempted a night rescue, a dangerous night rescue of what they thought might be Guido's body, only to discover after putting themselves in danger, it was a large coyote tangled amongst a floating pile of brush. (laughs) Do they at least save the coyote? They said coyote. Large coyote. No, did, what? Did they save the coyote though? Or are they just like, are they oh, like screw this is what you're looking for? Oh, okay. Yeah. This was this is not a happy story <laughs> I have for you today. Good, good. Okay, cool. Glad to know. Yeah. <laughs> um, so the uh railroad workers, they all, you know, went back to camp and within weeks though, they started to see that the lamps along their path were still being lit. Or more accurately, they were glowing. Oh, that's spooky. Mm-hmm. They also reported seeing a transparent figure walking the trail from the rail bed to the cook shanty. That's spooky. And there were also reports of a distraught figure crying out the name Mark or Marco. That is ooky spooky. We're going to yeah. add ooky to that one. Yeah. You, I, you might have to add something else in a second. Um, but this was probably pretty freaky. So they moved. They were like, yeah. GTFO, we are not doing this. No. Just no, no, no. So then the railroad officials, so the owners of the company, actually tried to house a new group of workers from Detroit at the abandoned camp. Within weeks, though, they, too, cited some things. They reported seeing a ghost-like apparition wandering the pathway, bending down to to light the lamps that weren't there. Uh, But then there would always be a noticeable glow 
afterwards that you could see only from a ways away. That's ooky spooky. Mm-hmm. Uh, after the railroad officials also gave up on the camp, they said, no, nah, nope, we're not doing this. A we cleansing are not. fire is the only way. We are done. <laughs> we are leaving. Uh, and the railroad officials gave up on the camp and moved the equipment to a site west of Muskegon. <laughs> I mean, honestly, at that point, yeah. Yeah. Like, there's yeah. ghost lights. Yeah. They're smart. They're not like, I think something is like, ah, superstition. Let's just fuck ghosts. We're going to mm-hmm. capitalize our way out of this. And it's like, no, bitch, just move it. Yeah. Just move. Like, yeah. you can't explain it. It's still happening. Let's just, just move. Get just rid get of on. it. Yeah. Something uh, doesn't want you there. <laughs> accept it and move on. Yeah. Well, yeah. And I mean, like, they wouldn't have been there forever anyway, because, like, these camps would move. Right. So, like, it just, yeah, it just, no, just leave it. And yeah. in 1860, Ever the city's fathers actually uh, purchased the property and began construction of Forest Hill Cemetery, which would open in 1874. And this is located at 4395 Six Mile Road in Everett, Michigan. Okay. Not long after the that was built, the townspeople began to make claims of seeing lights in the cemetery that resembled lit lanterns every night. But whenever they would try to approach the lights, they would mysteriously disappear. That's so weird. Mm-hmm. This is still true to this day. Oh, my God. Yeah. Which is just crazy. And on most nights, you have to be back from them. Like you can't be up on the actual gravestones. Yeah. But most people will see between three and nine tombstones glow. Interesting. Did they yeah. check for glow sticks? We're, we'll get to all the things that they've checked for. Okay. I'm, yeah. Okay. So in 1933, the Everett Review, that same newspaper, mentioned the ghost lights that locals believed to be Guido still lighting his lanterns. Yeah. One article mentioned a former real world man is saying, quote, That old Italian Jack is still lighting the torches, waiting for his boy to come down the tracks after a day's work. Some Aww. say you can even smell the cooking coffee from the cook shack if the wind's right. Oh, mm-hmm. and in 1998, a newspaper editor by the name of Jim Crease investigated the phenomena and he determined he was determined to find a reason for this phosphorescent shimmer, as he put it. And many other investigators have also gone in. Uh, I do have a short YouTube video that I'll try to share out that at the end of it, there is some video footage of the lights. I mean, it's like blurry lights from far because. Yeah. Yeah. How do you tape that? There's been studies that about talking about if it's reflections from vehicles passing. US-10 is really close there. Yeah. Problem is, US-10 wasn't built till 1926, and the lights are on too long. They would, like, flicker more. Yeah. And they seem to shimmer. It's not like a flicker. It's a shimmer from everything. Uh, So they're not, like... I don't know if you're familiar with, like, the Paulding light. No. Paulding, Michigan. It's up north somewhere. And in 1966, a group of teenagers spotted mysterious lights in a valley up there. And it used to be like a crazy phenomena. But in 2010, some Michigan tech students uh, investigated and proved that it was US 45 or vehicles passing on US 45. Uh Like they were able to recreate it. This is different, though. Nobody has been able to recreate this. This same the editor for the paper, he it was negative. And he also tried to test out if phosphorescent paint was used in the stones. They were tested. No phosphorescent anything. Ooh. Remote controlled lights? No. <laughs> Just, I don't know why, but they tested it and no. Yeah. Reflection from the city lights? No. The city's not like a huge, huge city. And it was proven that the quality of light reaching the cemetery from the distance that the businesses actually are would, would be too diffused. And like I said, there have been countless reports of shimmery lights, sometimes captured on film. EVPs, some shadow figures even seen in the cemetery. But you know what? Why would I tell you about it when we know somebody who's been there? Oh, who do we know? Who do we know? Who do we know? Who do we know? Oh, my God. Hey. (laughs) She has to turn her microphone on, though. Oh, yes, I do. (laughs) Yes, you do. And now we are welcoming my roommate, Lisa. Hey, everyone. To the show. Because she's actually been there. Yes. yes. I have um, a lot of experience at this cemetery. <laughs> Ooh. Uh. First set up for us, why 
why why have you been there? Because <laughs> yeah, you've been so there. So I a actually bit. grew up going up north with my friend's family multiple times a year. And it was just a tradition. Like this was, this was the one thing to do in town. You know, it was either that or have a bonfire. And, you know, we would normally like that was the big event for the night is go to the haunted, the haunted yeah. Uh, graveyard. Yeah. That's so fun. What do you uh, remember? What would you see? Like, yeah. What would so you? We would all like pile in the car. Normally, like her older brothers were driving. So and like we were a bit younger. So got to hang out with the cool kids. Yeah. <laughs> so the girls would pile in in the back. And uh, yeah, so we would drive there. And this graveyard, like you would pull in off the, the main highway. Um, it was pretty much along the main highway. I don't even remember the streets. And this is all going off of, I haven't like looked at any kind of facts or anything before coming on today. So this is all very (laughs) teenage memories. Yeah. Yeah. Memory. So you'd pull in off the main highway and it was basically just like across the field that you could see this graveyard. And obviously it was like pitch black at night up North, you know, you can see every single star. Yeah. You could see if there was a car uh, coming down the highway from like a mile away, like the headlights. And so, you know, you would park there across the field from the graveyard and you could see these tombstones glistening across the field. And there's no like way that light would be reflecting from these tombstones. And it almost looked like glistening little lights, like of different colors, purple, green, yellow it was crazy and so supposedly the story was that i had heard was uh somebody had died a young boy had died falling off a bridge and uh they were still lighting the tomb or lighting the lanterns to try to find him or something and it was either like the lanterns were reflecting off the tombstones across the field or something like that but yeah yeah, this was all like 20 years ago that this all happened. But yeah, we would go multiple times a year, anytime, and we'd always see the lights. And then we would sometimes drive through the cemetery, which was this like creepy one-lane dirt winding road with tombstones kind of just like jutting out at you. And the tombstones would never glow when you were like right up next to them. It was only when you were across from the field. Did you ever try to like hunt a specific one down? Like, okay, it's like straight in front of us. We're going to go to straight in front of us and try to see that one because it's glowing Um, right now. We never got out of the car because, I mean, it was like a pretty, (laughs) pretty huge, (laughs) (laughs) a huge field, but they wouldn't stay lit. Like the same ones wouldn't stay lit. Like you would be staring at one that would glisten and then it would kind of go away and then another one, you know, and sometimes it'd be multiple at the same time. They actually, yeah, I remember like they had, they did build, I think some kind of like rifle aren't, what are they called? Like RNA, some, some building kind of obstructing the view from the field a few years, like into Uh going. And that was kind of annoying, but you could still see them like on another side. I was like, really, this is like the one thing like the town should be proud of. And you're just going to plop this (laughs) building over it. Like, (laughs) right. Yeah. Sir, could you remove that building, please? That was very (laughs) rude. Not cool. (laughs) Was there anything that happened besides the lights or anything? Or did you feel I know you were young, so, but did you ever feel kind of like spooky spooked all the time there? Like it was so creepy. Yeah. It was like the scariest (laughs) thing I've ever done. (laughs) Yeah. And you just kept going back. Yeah. (laughs) Like this is Mm -hmm. terrifying. Let's do it again. (laughs) Oh, that's great. You got to go see the light. I'd love to go back now and see. what. Yeah. I'm interested now. We got to go road trip in the future. Real road trip. Yes. Actual in the car to the place road trip. Yeah. The summer sometime. You know, those yeah. the vaccines are rolling out. We can do like a maybe find a campground nearby. 
Yeah, that would be great. Lisa's yeah. a big camper now, so yes. I'm, I'm done for hotel life too, though. Yeah. Good. <laughs> I get you. I love a tent camping, but I'm also like, but what if it was less work? You know, <laughs> like definitely same page there. I like the middle ground too of an Airbnb. Love an Airbnb. A little, a little bit of both, kind of. You know, little, yeah. Some, some. It's nice to like rent like a cabin. I mean, there might yeah. be one right yeah. next to it. Do you know? Yeah, we stayed in Everett. We realized the last time we Alex and I went to a cabin with a group of people. It was an effort, which we just realized while we were doing this. So we know of one and dear come yeah. to the window. Yes. And then there's, you know, we've already talked about it, okay. cops and donuts. It was actually Farwell. Oh, just <laughs> kidding. We've never stayed in effort. <laughs> Good story. It was near effort. <laughs> so I did a look. So I remember like Googling Everett, Michigan a lot. I remember you we saying Everett, Michigan. <laughs> Right? Yeah. I've been there a million times, but again, I it I was like pre-teens and honestly, I've done a lot of drugs and so my memory is like not great. <laughs> but <laughs> I'm sure I get that yeah, too. I'm sure like once I went back, I'd be like, oh my God, I've been here, I've been here, I've been here. Like it's crazy. Oh yeah. Well, little kid memory is one of my favorite things because it's always a little askew. But then, like, it does kind of fall back into place when something jogs it, which is great. It's a fun feeling. Yeah. Oh, so you were a teenager the last time you were there. Yeah, I think probably, like, senior year of high school was probably one of the last times. Okay. <laughs> oh, that's so fantastic. Oh, thank you so much for joining us. Yeah. I was like, yeah, wait a minute. Lisa's been there. She's the one who told me about this. This is why I'm researching it. We have a first-hand account. Mm-hmm. Let's use it. Also, yes, I want to surprise Alex. <laughs> yes, I was very surprised. <laughs> I just like, she's got a special guest all of a sudden. I see Lisa Kay. I'm like, oh my God, it's Lisa. <laughs> oh. oh no, now you guys have frozen. Oh no. My screen- I thought there we go. There okay. we go. We're good. Okay. I mean, we are using all was- of our internet in the house right now from two separate rooms. So yeah, could be a problem. Um. Yeah, so that is Forest Hill spooky, Cemetery. Yeah, the ooky spooky ghost lights at Forest Hill Cemetery. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So uh get spooked. Yeah. Thank you for having yeah. me on, guys. Thanks yeah. for being here. Thank you for coming. Yeah. Hey. Bye. 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 Uh and, and just really, really quick, uh, my sources are 99wfmk.com, an article ever graves 2020. PeerComRocks.tripod.com, a YouTube called the Everett Gradestones from 2012, Everett.org, Everett's eth. Why can't I say ethereal? Ethereal? <laughs> ethereal. I can say it. I couldn't do it. I knew I wasn't saying it right. Everett's ethereal lights cut through the darkness from the Herald Review by Jim Crease on October 31st, 2012, and a little dash of Wikipedia. We love a Wikipedia. We should, you know, you could you just go there for like the little tidbits. I think I looked up the year that the something happened, or you know, some a, a tidbit, yeah. a little tidbit, yeah. a little sprinkling. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But that was a great story, and thus you are being rewarded with a two truths and a lie. Yay! So I decided to do mine on a contentious topic. Ooh. The contentious topic that happened today. I don't know what that Daylight is. Daylight savings time. Oh, yeah. Fuck that. Right. Oh, fuck I that useless it. piece of shit. Go Arizona for not doing it. Well, it's interesting because like one of the fun facts, I didn't even write this one down, but like Arizona, there's a donut of land in Arizona that does follow daylight saving times because Navajo Nation oh, okay. does, but the Hiji, like, I can't remember, but there's like one nation within the Navajo Nation that doesn't use it. So it's like just like a donut shaped piece of land that does sell, that does not celebrate, that does practice daylight saving time in Arizona, which is interesting. That's very weird. So, like, basically. You go anywhere. This like one donut of land is like an hour in the future ahead of the rest of the state. <laughs> <laughs> because time. That's so bizarre. I mean, with the 
root of daylight savings, I guess. Maybe. I don't know. We'll get to it because I've got some interesting facts. Okay. All right. Fact number one. Mm-hmm. A group of farmers in Iowa came up with the idea for daylight savings. Okay. Fact number two. Benjamin Franklin suggested the idea in a satirical essay over a hundred years before it was adopted by any major country. Okay. So let me clarify the first one. A group of like there, a group of farmers in Iowa is credited with a orig- with the original idea. Okay. Or like the official idea. Like starting it. Yeah. Yeah. But Benjamin Franklin wrote a hundred year, over a hundred years. Yeah, over a okay. hundred years before suggested the idea. Okay. And then fact number three, candy companies got daylight savings time extended. Ooh. I'm I'm pretty sure one is true. I'm having a hard time with two and three. Do you want to hear read them again? No, no. I'm just having a hard time. I'm going to go with three being the lie. Three is actually true. Dang it. I was hoping it was just some other industry. (laughs) No. So like originally... Daylight savings time, like with a fallback, happened at the end of October, mm-hmm. um, like the last Sunday in October or something like that. But that would cut Halloween shorter oh. because it would get darker sooner because daylight savings time was over. So oh, the okay. candy industry was like lobbying to push daylight savings times back. And basically in 2007, it happened. And that's why daylight savings time happens in November now. OK, because candy companies. OK, that makes sense. Yeah, so that one is true. I'm going to go with two being the line. Now I'm nervous, but I'm still going to do it. Two is actually true. Damn it. So it's thought that... So Benjamin Franklin's satirical essay, it was thought that it was kind of like a really long roundabout way of calling the French lazy. Mm -hmm. So it was just like, oh, there's some people who don't even get up till noon. And I don't know, just like the snippets they had essay, Ben Franklin was being sassy. Interesting. Okay, so one is a lie, which I'm very confused because I had always heard it was started by farmers. False. So uh, this is all from Mental Floss. Okay. But it was actually an entomologist. Do you know what those are? I've heard it, but no. (laughs) Bug collector. Oh, okay. So this guy worked at the post office during the day and was frustrated with how early the sun set in the summer I think he was from New Zealand because like this thing mentioned New Zealand and that would make sense as to why their summer, their days got shorter because here the days are very long in summer. Yeah. Yeah. And they're south. Very, yeah. very south. Yeah. Yeah. So he wanted to spring forward for the summer and fall back in the winter to like basically. Like get that another was, hour of daylight. Yeah, Get an hour of daylight so he can do, it, do his bug collecting more because it's hard to collect bugs in the dark. Okay. <laughs> so. Wow. Yeah. One man had a dream. Yeah. (laughs) And fuck that man and his dream. Yeah. And his bugs. Yeah. So just some other fun facts about daylight savings. The springing ahead has shown to have both physical and mental health repercussions. So uh, like the increased chance of heart attack, stroke, susceptibility to illness and seasonal depression have all been linked to springing an hour ahead. Damn. I mean, it really does fuck you up. It like, really fucks you up. Yeah. I this morning was rough and I was I slept fine. You know what I mean? Like, but it just felt rough. I feel like I like just specific. I don't know if it was specific, actually. I just kind of like didn't sleep well Friday night, like took a nap Saturday and then just kind of like stayed up entirely too late last night and then just woke up and I'm like I guess I'm fine so just kind of like my strategy is to just throw your body out of sorts all kinds of ways and then it'll eventually just level itself out from everything beautiful advice (laughs) yeah (laughs) highly recommend (laughs) just like throw so much trash at your body that it just doesn't know what to do until it's over. And then it's like, well, I'm still getting over the fact that you were drinking 12 white claws last night. I didn't actually drink 12 white claws. Please don't. No, God. Like, I don't think I honestly would be, I don't think the alcohol would get me. I think it would be all that carbonation, honestly. Yeah. Cause they're not that strong. No, but I mean, I still, so... 12 is a lot, Yeah, but like, just don't do it. Yeah. <laughs> That's no, our advice. Needs, don't do it. 
Yeah, especially nobody wants to chug a White Claw. It's not a pleasant feeling. No, please don't. Just some other fun facts Mm -hmm. about Daylight Saving. Fun, in quotation marks. Um, (laughs) So it was created as an energy saver and usually like came into popularity in times of scarcity. So, for example, the first country to take it, the first country to like adopt daylight savings was Germany in 1916 to help conserve coal. Okay. This is like, I think right after World War one. And so like coal was short. So they're like, let's daylight savings time. So there's an hour of sunlight. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then other European nations followed suit. And then in 1918, the U S adapted as a way to conserve electricity. Uh, Funnily enough, it actually now has the opposite effect because the cost of heating and air conditioning has overtaken the offset and like electricity savings from like lighting. Okay. That makes sense. Quote, yeah. Yeah. A quote from the article, the extra hour of daylight is only beneficial when people are willing to go outside and enjoy it. You know, cause like <laughs> yeah. you can move the time around all you want, but if I'm just going to stay inside anyway, who cares? It doesn't matter. Yeah. Right. The one benefit the article did mention today, that savings is that oddly it's linked to lower crimes. So for some reason, there's a dip in crime well, around daylight savings because okay. maybe yeah. there's another well, hour there's, of sunlight. There's some statistic that like most crimes happen before. I think it's like 2 a.m. or 3 a.m. Like th- yeah. they don't happen between like 3 and 6 a.m. Yeah. or something like that. So I guess that kind of makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. There's another fact that like I just thought about that I didn't write down. But then I lost it. Um, oh, I hate when that happens. I lose I lose thoughts consistently. Yeah. <laughs> it's the only consistent thing about me. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, daylight savings time. It's stupid, but it's here. So we all have to deal with it. Mm-hmm. And if you really don't like it, move to Arizona, except for that donut. Right. Yes. <laughs> it is weird, though, that like one state of the country like now, because now I have family that lives in Arizona and I have to kind of mm-hmm. remember, OK, it's now even more different than I think it is. Oh, I've always had family in Arizona and it's always like, uh, are we two or are we three? Are we two hours or are we three hours? I don't know. Right. I don't know. Although with cell phones now, it's easier. Yeah. Plus, I could just like Google what yeah. time is it in Arizona? That's when it, yeah. That's what I mean. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, so... Happy daylight savings. Hope you are not still thrown from that hour change. I still have to reset my clocks. Oh, yeah. No, I haven't done anything. Um, Which I hate it because like. I've been sitting at my like kitchen counter for work lately and in direct line of sight of three different clocks and they never <laughs> like because I've been doing all this electrical work on my house. I'm having to reset them. Mm hmm. And so one is like two minutes ahead of all the rest. And I'm like, oh, just looking at them. I want them all to match, you know, but it's so hard (laughs) to get three digital clocks to match because you have to like basically set them all at the same time. Or set one. And then while you're setting the other one, wait for it to go to the next number. Like, I mean, this is involved, but like if it's really your thing uh, and then like set that one right when it happens and then the next one, the same thing. I might just leave them all wrong until I like drives me nuts see it wouldn't bother me i regularly set clocks at the wrong time by like up to seven minutes anywhere between one and seven minutes because i do i like to be on time to things i've gotten worse at it and like i said i don't love doing math so like i just yeah set it wrong intentionally I do that in my car. I do that in my car a lot where I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah. Oh, in the car for sure. Like just that way. I'm like, oh shit, I gotta get there. I'm going to be late. Mm-hmm. And I get there. I'm like, okay, cool. I still have like a minute. Mm-hmm. Exactly. No. And that's a good feeling. Yeah. I definitely do that in the car for sure. At least five minutes in the car. Yeah. For some reason though, I think my auto start like messes with the clock because like I'll set it a few minutes ahead and it'll just slowly like sink back until it's like a minute behind and i'm like i don't understand how this works that's very strange yeah time is very inconsistent in my life which is why i just use my cell phone what is time now right though so, i mean for real it, mm. and yeah 
Mm-hmm. Apparently she had another song. I can't remember what it is, but like there's another well known. That's away, the one. Sail away. Yeah. Which I didn't realize was Enya, but it's in like one of my favorite movies in a really creepy purpose, but um it like it was in a serial serial killer's like basement. What movie? He was playing um Girl the Girl with the Dragon Tattoo, the US oh, okay. version. Okay. Or the English version at least. Okay. I don't know if it's US, but I mean everybody loves Enya. I mean, that's right. probably not true, but like everybody I know loves Anya. <laughs> oh. Everybody I've ever talked to about Anya is like, yes, Anya. And I'm like, right. Why don't we talk about Anya more? Mainly because she doesn't talk to anyone else anymore. That's fine. That's her her choice. She just lives. She's an ethereal being in a castle somewhere in Scotland. She's and given us a beautiful gift. And right. I accept. I accept. Her right. Gift. Right. You have to. Maybe that will be my first uh, moon moonroof open song <laughs> driving to t- song yeah see for me it's like my hangover song it'll like be the Orca I'm just one, like though. hungover or feeling mm-hmm. like just like crap mm-hmm. I put on only time just mm-hmm. for drama mm-hmm. just like is isn't it the name of that one is that the Orinaka flow one though one Which of them one? has the the only time one I think it's Orinaka flow or something like it's got a name that's not Easy to remember. I think that one's actually just called Only Time. Oh, there's, there's, then there's a third one also famous. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's, yeah. Enya. I mean, I love Enya. Now I have to look it up. I'm sorry. I need Go to for know it. what the, the Orinaka I one is. I need to know. Can I you do. show me? Let me, oh, this is Enya. Oh, Orinoco Flow. This is a famous one, too. This Wait, is no, the Come Sail Away, right? The Sail Away one is that one, yeah. Sail Away? Yeah. This is the one from... Um, I gotta stop playing Girl it, though. Girl the Dragon 2. Yeah. We're not... Tr- we like Enya, but we're not trying to get sued by Enya. No. No. We love her too much. Yes. Enya. What a blast. Right. <laughs> This is not an Enya podcast, however. Um, no, this is not an Enya podcast. Even though podcast. we have talked about her multiple times. It's just we our sure love. Have. It's just our love, though. We this, right. this is how we love. Exactly. But I think that pretty much wraps us for today. I think we are wrapped. Uh, I've had I've had a lot of fun today. Yeah, me too. I hope you've had some fun. I hope those listening have had some fun. Yes. Uh, if you're in Everett, Michigan, go, go to the cemetery at night. But not in it. Yeah. Because it'll disappear. Yeah. 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 Ideally, we would like to have you not disappear. So you can keep listening. I didn't mean the person would disappear. I meant the lights will disappear if you go in the cemetery. They're shy lights. Oh, I meant the person. Oh, yeah. Don't do that either. Yeah. <laughs> I'm starting a new rumor. You will disappear with the lights. <laughs> and you will become a light. Mm. That will disappear. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> If you don't want to disappear and you want to follow our social medias, yes. you can follow us at Detroit Strange on Instagram and Twitter, Detroit Strange on Facebook, and our email address, DetroitStrange at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. And if you're feeling some love and would like to, to show some love, you can always subscribe, rate, review anywhere you listen to podcasts. You know, we got the Apple, we got the Spotify, we got the Stitcher. Yes. If we're ever missing on one, let us know because we'll figure it out, but we should yeah. be everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, if you want to support the show, we also got Threadless. Yep. Detroit Strange. We also got a Patreon, Detroit Strange. Yeah. Who knows? Maybe we will eventually put a video up of us light hunting. Yes. That'll uh, be fun. Once these crazy times are less crazy. Yeah. 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 Light hunters. <laughs> International? Yes. We'll, go, we'll just like go over to Canada once. We can claim international. Well, we can do that when times are better. Yes. Yeah. I miss when Canada, Canada will listen again. I can see it all the time. Right. <laughs> just looking yonder. Mm-hmm. Looking south. Yeah. I see you, Canada. I see what south you're doing there, Canada. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, everybody, you know, keep staying safe. Keep uh, doing your thing. And yeah. Enjoy spring. Fuck daylight mm-hmm. savings. Yeah. All the things. Yeah. And until next time. 
Stay strange. This has been a production of Planet Ant Podcast, powered by Pinecast. Our theme song was recorded by Sax and Violence. Oh, lovely. What a lovely morning.